everybody. Welcome to the devotion. This is Pastor Jeff, and of course, Sarah is with me today. And it's our first devotion for the month of February. And so this month, we are going to feature couples, and we get to go first. And uh, each couple is going to be talking about uh, some aspect of love and relationships. So, uh, so glad that you're with us, and we just look forward to spending a few minutes with you. Yeah, you know, we were thinking back over our marriage, and we'll be married 23 years this June, Yeah, right? So we were thinking about that, and in the early days of marriage, you know, I was a little hesitant. I did come from a family where my parents had divorced, and so I was a little nervous about marriage and about making that commitment. And even once we were married, I was very concerned about the longevity of our marriage. If we, if we would make it, those were some fears that the Lord had to really work on in my life. So one of the ways that I dealt with them was I read a lot of books. Yeah, I remember. A lot of marriage books. And so one of them I remember was, You Can Be the Wife of a Happy Husband. As if an author can make a promise about the condition of my husband. Uh, another one that I read was uh, The Five Love Languages, and I'm sure a lot of you guys know that one. Great book, mm -hmm. excellent insights. Yeah. The challenge that I found throughout the years with all of the books on marriage is that they're promising something or sort of offering you their take on a formula for success, for happily ever after. And the reality is that marriage is not really meant to be a picture of earthly happily ever after. You know, we have sort of the Cinderella, Disney mindset. And in reality, God designed marriage. He was the author of marriage, and His intent for it is that it is a picture of the promise of our eternally happily ever after that we find only in Him. We really don't—we're not guaranteed that with one another. And so for me, as I looked at those books, what would happen is, and I'm sure Jeff can attest to this, when I discovered that my love language was words of affirmation, then I thought that you would affirm me right. regularly. Right. And especially after she let me know that her love language was words of affirmation. Of course, we, we both read the book and uh, both did really get some good insights sure. from it. Um, but what happened for me from, from that book and, and uh, talking with other married couples and uh, trying to understand how I could be a good husband to Sarah, uh, what I thought was if I had a comprehensive list <laughs> of the things that I needed to do as a husband, yep. then we'd have a happy marriage. And so um, the problem with that was Sarah knew that I had the list. Mm -hmm. And so she also knew what was on the list and therefore knew if I was doing what was on the list. Right. So it was just this kind of a... We were keeping a list and checking it twice. Yeah. And we were just... It was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And we just, we just thought there was a secret to success. Mm -hmm. And we yeah. just thought we just have to do certain things and everything was going to be fine. Everything was going to be happy. The problem was... Um, sometimes we did really well mm -hmm. with it, and sometimes we didn't. And even when we were doing really well, it didn't guarantee just happiness, the yeah. happily ever after that Disney promised us. Right, right. And, you know, your partner has free will. And so the two of you, if you're actively pursuing the Lord, 
then there's a different outcome than if you aren't. And the challenge a lot of times, I think, with a lot of marriage advice and a lot of marriage books, podcasts, and blogs is that you end out looking inward or you end out looking at your spouse when, in fact, Scripture seems to teach the opposite, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And when my eyes are fixed inward, that's a terrible, terrible place to gaze long. And when my eyes are fixed here... I'm looking at Him, expecting from Him what only Jesus can supply in my life. And so I am guaranteed joy in Christ, but not in Jeff. And it's unfair to ask that of Him. It's unfair to expect Him to affirm me when the Creator of the universe has affirmed me and said, Behold, I love you, and I've called you by name, and you are mine. Mm -hmm. And I need to find my sufficiency in that. Um, Thinking about love languages— what is the language of love? If I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus, then what is the love language of Christ? And it takes me to John, and um, I wonder if you can look it up for me. It's the passage where it says, Greater love hath no man, John 15, than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. And I just want to read you, um, starting in verse 9. I didn't bring my readers, so let's see how I do. Y'all can forgive me. As the Father has loved me, Jesus said, so I have loved you. Abide in my love or remain in my love. I love that right there. Remain in his love, not in Jeff's love, but in Christ's love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you. So if I want joy in life, then I'm remaining in Christ's love, and that's where I find my sufficiency, and that your joy may be full. So God is offering me full joy, but it's in Christ. And then verse 12 says, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. And so I think for me, what I've learned just throughout the years of marriage is that the books can be insightful and good, and they certainly have a place. But ultimately, if I make my daily habit to lay down my life and my rights— my right to whatever it is that I want, my right to my own way, my right to win the argument, my right to pick where we go for dinner, my right to how the socks are folded or the towels are folded. If I lay those things down and say, you know what, that's not primary, then I'm laying down my life for my friend. And in that, my joy is complete because I'm remaining in the love of Christ. And ultimately, that's all that I want. The love language of Christ was that He laid down His life. He laid down His life to die for us. And so daily, I can die to some of my rights and things that my wants and whims for the sake of our marriage, which is meant to be a picture of Christ and the bride of Christ, the church. Yeah, and I think I really kind of came to some of the same conclusions. And the the idea that I had to serve her perfectly was the wrong idea. Yeah. Um, my goal and ambition is to serve Christ. And when that's my goal, then I will serve her. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, there will be joy in the marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. But if joy in the marriage relationship is our goal, our primary goal anyways, then we are putting our priorities wrong. So a couple of verses that help to keep uh, things in perspective for me come out of Philippians chapter 2. 
uh, verses 3 and 4, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. So the selfish ambition would be, I want to be happy in my marriage, so I will uh, do the dishes. I want to be happy in my marriage, so I will help with the laundry. I want to be happy in marriage, so I will uh, take the kids bowling. And so that these serving are serving for the goal of selfish gain. It's not, yeah. it doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work. So do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. So out of that humility, I will serve, but it's not for my selfish ambition. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So a lot of times when we when we end up in conflict or we end up in a disagreement. Uh, there's some layer of selfishness in there mm-hmm. somewhere, uh, sometimes on the part of one, sometimes it's on both. Yeah. Um, and so we really have to ask ourselves the question, am I doing this out of se- selfish ambition? And really, having a happy marriage is a selfish ambition. Our goal should be to serve the Lord. And in, that, in meeting that goal, then the result will uh, spill over into relationships, your marriage relationship uh, being one of them. And along the same lines as John 15, 13, this passage goes on to say that we should have the mind that Jesus had. And what did Jesus do? Even though he was God, he took on human form and he served to the point of death on the cross. Um, So uh, really, we kind of came to the same conclusion. And and I do want to say these marriage books really are good and they Mm -hmm. really do bring up good principles and they help us to understand ourselves. They help us to understand our spouses. Uh, but the goal in life for a married couple is not a happy marriage. The goal in life as a married couple is to serve the Lord together and uh, to not do things out of selfish ambition, but to do things for the Lord. And when those, when that's the top priority, then the marriage relationship is better. And, we, and you see those things uh, working themselves out. So uh, I guess a challenge for 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 you, challenge mm-hmm. for me this week, do something for your spouse uh, that has no selfish ambition. Um, just just think about how can I serve my spouse this week with no expectation of anything in return. Yeah. And uh, why don't you give it a try and, and uh, shoot us a text or, or let us know yeah, how, how that works. Send us a message on Facebook. Um, you may get absolutely no response from your spouse. Mm-hmm. But that's okay because you are not doing it to get a response from your spouse. You are doing it because it's what the Lord asked you to do. Yeah, working heartily is unto the Lord and not unto man. And just to encourage you, if you're one of those marriages that you're listening and you're thinking, man, our marriage is just hard, Wish, wish ours was like theirs, it was easy. Let me just tell you, we have rough days, and we've had yeah. rough years even. And so you can share with us, and you're going to be in just company that understands. So just want to shout that out to you as well, that it's okay if you struggle. Just know that in marriage, you will be satisfied most when you seek your satisfaction in the Lord. Amen to that. We love you guys.